Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for today. Another opportunity to be gathered in your presence. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will come and teach us. Open our hearts, open our eyes, give us understanding. I pray for utterance in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you will direct my thoughts. Give me words that I will say exactly what you want to be said this evening. I pray that I will not live here the same, but you minister to us, Holy Spirit, in diverse ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, um, um. I would like to share this with you. Okay. So last week we started with, um, planning. Was it Steve? Um, we opened the year. The Bible studies for the year with planning. So t- today we're just going to continue from the first lesson that we had in planning. Once you have the plans, the next thing is to pursue the plans. So I'm going to start from one of the verses that Pastor Steve used, and then we'll talk about pursuing your plans. The plans that you have made for the year, <clears throat> you just don't have to write the plans down, but you need to pursue those plans and ensure that those plans come to pass. The plans will only come to pass if you pursue the plans and if you follow after the plans. So today we are going to look at pursuing your plans. In Luke chapter 14 again, verse 28 to 32, the Bible says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he had he has enough to finish it? At least after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish or what king going to make war against another king does not sit first and consider whether he's able to with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way of he sends a delegation and asks for a condition of peace. I, th- I think we, Pastor Steve explained the scripture yes, uh, last week when we spoke about planning. Basically, this scripture talks about discipleship, but then it is a, it's a foundation for planning that if any man is going to build a house, first of all, he has to sit down and plan first. Other than that, if you start building without a plan, then... You get to a point and realize that you don't have enough resources to finish it. Anytime I think about not having enough resources, I remember this um, portrait. Is it a portrait? A drawing. A drawing that I saw. So a man visited the washroom. It's a drawing that I saw several years ago. A man visited the washroom. And then after he had done his business... When he turned around to where the um, the toilet rolls were, he realized that he only had a very tiny piece of toilet roll on on the on the thing, so it wasn't enough for him to use. And then they wrote on top of that drawing: "Management lesson: Do not start a project until you know that you have all the resources necessary." <laughs> so. The man did not plan his project, but he went on to start. (laughs) 
to start his business without considering if he had enough resources to finish. And so you need to sit down to plan whatever you do. Um, and in the same way, when the new year comes, there are so many things that we want to do. There are so many changes that we need to, we want to see happen in our lives. And every, almost everyone will say that this year is going to be better than next year. That is the hope and expectation of everyone. And so everyone is hoping that 2024 is going to be better than 2023. But without planning, you would not know whether you are getting, um, whether this year has been better or, or, or worse than 2024. So if we are going to change anything at all in our lives, then we need a plan. And Christ made this statement that if you're going for if a king is going out to war, he first has to consider the strength of his army and see if he's able to defeat the opponent with either um, 10,000 people or he might need 15,000 people or whether his ammunitions are enough to defeat the, the, the opponent. And so you need to consider these things. So in the beginning of the year, as you set your plans, you need to consider the things that will help you fulfill the plan. Usually in management, they have what we call the SWOT analysis, where the SWOT analysis is divided into four. First of all, it's divided into two and then subdivided into four. Two talks about internal and then four is the external. The internal things, that is the things that are within either the organization or you yourself, is the strength and the weaknesses. And the external things are the opportunities and threats. And so it is one of the, there are several business models that are used to analyze, that are used for business analysis. One of those models is the SWOT analysis, where you examine yourself internally, identifying your strength and your weaknesses. And then you analyze the external um, environment where the business operates, identifying opportunities and threats. And so in planning our lives, this business model could also be used. Now, I have a few points here. Anyone that builds something of value starts with a plan, not with a bill, starts with a plan. So anyone that builds something of, of a value starts with a plan. Any building that is going to be built that has any value at all, there has to be a plan. Unless you are going to build something that has no value, you're just going to build maybe a hand coop or something. You just put three and three together or three woods or four woods together and then you build something. But anything that is of value needs a plan. When you look at how God created the world, you could see that God followed a plan. Because where there is no plan, there will be disorderliness. In the same way, if our lives do not have any plan, if our year do not have any plan, if our days and our weeks do not have any plan, there will be disorderliness. And so God did not create man first and say, oh man, hang in the sky somewhere whilst I try to separate the waters from the waters and separate the land from the water. So you see that God was following a plan in, what, what, in, in, in the creation of the earth. And when Noah was going to build the ark, God gave him a plan. God was specific with dimensions. God was specific with how he wanted him to design it, where he wanted the window to, to be, and all those things. So God had a plan in mind and gave that plan to Noah. So if, you are, if your life is going to be valuable, if you are going to build anything that has value, then you need to start with a plan. So if your year is going to be 
successful if if your year is going to be different from what you you have already experienced then you need a plan because anything that of any building at all that has value first of all starts with a plan anything that will be built businesses that are there today and they'll be they will not be there tomorrow they have a plan they start with a plan that's why it's important for you to start with a plan so your life is more important than anything that is that will ever be built on earth but if those things that are built on earth have plans then you need a plan as well if you don't pursue a plan to the end you lose the benefit so like the scripture that we read if you begin and you don't finish you lose the benefit. After laying the foundation and building some of the walls of the building, if you are not able to roof the building, you cannot enjoy the benefits of the building. In the same way, if you don't follow your plan to the, till the end, then you lose the benefits of planning. And that's why we are going to discuss pursuing your plan this evening. That when you make the plans, you need to pursue the plan. The Galatian church, when Paul wrote to them, they had started so well in their spirit they had received the word of God with joy and with excitement, and they were eager to follow the word. But Paul saw that they were turning back. So he wrote a letter to them. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 4, he said, Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? It means that if they didn't follow through to the end, they have just suffered in vain. The sacrifices they had made, the persecutions they had gone through as a result of the word that they received and their desire to follow the word was going to be in vain because they didn't follow through to the end. So the plans that you have made for this year, if you don't follow the plan through to the end, you don't enjoy the benefits of the plan. And that is usually what happens every most of the time. That people are excited about 31st December, people are excited about 1st January, that they set goals, they make plans. So some of the adverts that you see will be on um, gym membership, um, all those things that they sell for people to exercise, all those apps and things like Because people set those goals from the beginning of the year. But most people do not follow through to the end. And so they don't get the benefits of planning. If you look at, if you look at the, the, the parable of... Um, I mean, when the master left and gave talent, the parable of talent, when he gave talent to the people, he commended all those people who got 100% uh, returns. So that tells you the mindset and expectation of God, that we get 100% returns, that we have full benefits. And so don't follow the plan through to a certain limit and say that, oh, I've done well, even though I couldn't follow to the end, even though I started, but I didn't finish. Most of us will start a Bible plan. And it's like, oh, even though I started a plan and I didn't finish, I, I tried my best. I tried to read. We console ourselves with a plan, with, with words like, oh, I tried to read. But even though I didn't finish, next year I'll finish. And next year will happen. Next year will come and then we'll do the same thing. So if you don't follow your, pl your plan through to the end, you don't get the full benefit. And change is constant. Whether you like it or not, things around you are going to change. People around you are going to change. The environment around you is going to change. And so change is going to happen. Whether you plan or not, change is going to happen. But when you plan, you are able to direct the change in your life to where you want it to be or where you want your life to be. So things are going to happen around you. There are going to be changes around you. And those changes are going to influence you 
if you do not direct the changes that are happening around you and so if you do not plan you become a victim of circumstances or you become part of people's plan you become a victim of people's plan because your life is definitely going to be influenced by the changes that happen around you and so you need to have a plan so that you can take advantage of the changes um <clears throat> let me just talk about some 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 of the cases we have had we have we have had to study when, when we did when we were doing business analysis we're studying um companies like kodak where there was this if if you remember there was this um film camera film manufacturing um, company and they they were producing films that you put inside the camera to take pictures and then you have the carbon copy and you go and print it but um one of the things that we we were studying was how you were able to predict the market and adjust yourself to be able to take advantage of the changes that happen but kodak did not was not able to catch up with the changes that happened in their in their business in, in their business environment and so they had to go out out of business and you can also say the same thing for nokia that they they were the leading phone manufacturing but when things were switching around and people started using smartphones and people were manufacturing start smartphones they did not catch up quickly and so they had to lose a large percentage of the market share and so things are going to happen around you which are going to influence you or which are going to affect you so if you don't plan to take advantage of those things that are happening around you then you'll be a victim of circumstances like these examples that I've, I have given uh, or you'll be just part of people's plans so no important building is without a plan and your life is so important so you need a plan and I I'm, I, have, I have this quotation here from another man of God says that spirituality is not against reasoning but it defines your way of thinking because you have a mind transplant you have the mind of Christ so the fact that you are spiritual or you trust in God does not mean that you, you are not supposed to think or you are not supposed to reason or you are not supposed to plan but rather your planning and your thinking is refined by the spirit of God that lives inside of you so the spirit of God that lives inside of you refines your plan. As a matter of fact, God expects us to plan. And that's why he has given us a mind that we think with the mind. If God is going to hold us accountable at the end of the age, then definitely he expects us to plan. Because if God was going to make everything happen in our life automatically, then he he will not there will be no way he was going to judge us our actions or there was no way he was going to measure our performance or the things that we do but god expects us to plan so the fact that you are spiritual does not mean that you just live and wait for things to happen around you but god expects you to plan and that is why he's going to bring your actions into judgment that's why there's going to be reward if everything happens automatically in a believer's life then there's no need for, a, for um, a reward. There is no need for God to reward some people or to reward believers if everything was going to happen naturally and we are just going to flow. So we just wake up and then we, we continue to flow with God's plan. But God is going to judge us, measure, our, our, assess our actions and reward us. This supports the fact that God expects us to take decisions. God expects us to plan. God expects us to 
to act. That's why, that's why I said that God has given us a free will and we need to use that free will to honor God or to, to, to take decisions. So spirituality is not against planning or it's not against um, planning or preparing or taking actions for your life. It is actually very important. The fact that you're spiritual means that your plans will be refined by the spirit. And and and, and Second Corinthians chapter five verse ten says that for if we believers will be called to account and must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or bad, that is, each one will be held responsible for his actions purposes, goals, motives, the use or misuse of his time, opportunities, and ab abilities. So each one of us will be held to account for one our actions. This is the amplified version. Our actions, our purposes, our goals, our motives, the misuse of our time. Where there is no plan, there is going to be abuse. We are going to misuse our time. But the Bible tells us that our the misuse of our time, the misuse of opportunities and abilities are going to, we are going to be held accountable for these things. So the, this year 2024 comes with opportunities. But if we don't position ourselves properly to take advantage of the opportunities that God is going to bring our way, then we are going to be held accountable for these things. And so to be able to do these things, to be able to make maximize the opportunities, to be able to um, achieve our goals, then we need to plan. To be able to maximize our time, make the best out of our time, we need a plan. So it is important for believers to have a plan and pursue that plan and stick to that plan. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 and 4 says that any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the fact. So it, it touches on three very important things. He says there has to be wise planning, and it has to be built through sense, common sense, and it will progress, have benefits, yield results, by keeping abreast with the fact. And so after you plan, you need to follow through with actions and you need information. You need to be abreast with the information. This is the Living Bible translation of, of this verse. So any enterprise at all, including your life, is going to be built by wise planning and will become strong. You become effective in whatever you are doing effective in your life, effective in your career, effective in whatever God has asked you to do through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast with the fact, which means you need information. As you move ahead in your plan, you need to gather information. You need to um, learn from other people. I think Pastor Steve mentioned that last week. And you need to be abreast with the fact. So you don't sit in a dark room and think about things that you, you want to do and write those things down. But you need to be abreast. You need to get, gather information on the things that you want to do. And I'm going to talk about gathering information 
later on but you need to gather information on the things that you want to do you need to whatever you're trying to do somebody has done it before you need to talk to other people and gather information so the first point in pursuing your plan for this year the plans that you have made for this year is to commit those plans to god the bible tells us that trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so the first of all there has to be those ways for you and then you acknowledge god in those ways and so as you make your plans you need to commit those plans to god you need to prayerfully make those plans don't just make when you you make those plans you need to consider that is this the plan of god is this the plan that god has for me is this something that god will want me to do is this something that will glorify god don't make your plans outside of the purpose and the will of god let your plans be in line with the general will of god most of the times when god i mean almost everyone that god called god had a master plan for them but when god called them he just tell them the end the end results of where he's taking them or the end results of what is going to happen but along the way gradually god reveals the plan along the way as they follow god obediently and so god has a plan for your life but you need to commit those plans that you have to god so you need to first of all prayerfully make those plans and commit those plans to god the bible says when you trust god with all your heart and you don't go by your own understanding. You don't lean by on your own understanding. But you acknowledge God. That he is your Lord. If you make him your Lord, what that means is that he's your head. He's the one who directs you. Whatever he says is final. And so if you make Jesus Christ your Lord, even in your planning, the Bible says he shall direct your path. And so you need to have those plans first. And God will direct your path. You need to make the effort, sit down and say, I'm, I want to plan something. And then God will direct your path. But if you say that what is going to happen will happen. What God is going to do, he will do. Yes, what God is going to do, he will do. But maybe you will not be part of what God is going to do. Because you have not positioned yourself in a place where you can be part of that plan. Whatever God wants to do, he will definitely do. But you also need to position yourself in a place where you can be part of God's plan. So acknowledge God in your plan. If, you're, if your plan is even going to be successful, first of all, as a believer, as a child of God, the first thing is to acknowledge God. The Bible says, commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to him, and your plans will succeed. If you respond to his will and guidance. So your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance committing your plans to god means that praying over those plans and allowing god to direct you in the planning so in the planning process as a believer it is important to allow god to direct you in your planning i believe that the most important thing that you follow after is the will of god what is the will of god for me this year what does god want me to do if if you have a heart that is searching diligently for the will of God. God will reveal those things to you as thoughts. God will reveal those things to you as desires 
and he be, he will begin to reveal those things and you those things will become the foundation of your plan for the year but first of all you need to set your mind that you are going to seek the will of god so i come again to the point that i mentioned earlier you need to gather information gather information everything that you are planning to do it has been done before the bible says that there is nothing new under the sun remember a certain guy his quotation that i saw he said what man has done man can do so anything that you are trying to do somebody has done and be motivated that if somebody has done it then you can also do it. that's the guy's motivational message to himself he said what man has done man can do so if something has been done by a man before then you can also do it so don't be discouraged that even though you look at the goals that you have set for yourself and it looks like you are so further away from the goals and it looks like it has not it, it's not possible for you to achieve those goals tell yourself use this guy's motivation message to himself that what man has done man can do so you gather information whatever plan that you have it is important that you have information about it whatever your goals are the information needs to start from the word of god that you renew your mind with the with the word of god so that the bible says and do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of god if you discover the perfect will of god you need the word of god don't make your thoughts be don't let your thoughts be on oh last year i tried it it didn't work somebody 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 also tell you that they also tried it it didn't work and don't let this be the foundation of your thoughts don't let this be how you think about thing about things that last year it was so difficult i couldn't achieve it so i don't think anything anything is going to work for me this year let me just flow and allow things to happen but renew your mind with the word of god what does the word of god say concerning you that you are going to excel that you are going to succeed that you'll be able to make it that the holy spirit is going to lead you and direct you renew your thoughts do not consider the failures of last year do not consider the things that you did not achieve last year the things that you were trying to achieve last year and you couldn't achieve don't let that be the basis of your planning that because i couldn't do much this last year i don't think i can do a lot this year but trust god let the word of god encourage and stir you up again whatever goals that you are setting for yourself you need to gather information the bible tells us in ecclesiastes that that which has been is what will be that which is done is what will be done and there is nothing new under the sun i think the guy got his motivation from here that what man has what man has done man can do and there is this principle one of the men of god in ghana has he says he calls it the alos principle and that is looking at what somebody has done taking inspiration from it taking ideas from it and copying what the person has done if somebody has done something that is successful you look at it take inspiration from it take notes from it and then you can also do things to pass, personalize those plans to make them yours in fact the bible tells us to follow after those who through faith follow after the example of those who through faith and patience obtain the promises and so god wants us to actually look at other people who have done successfully 
learn from take notes from their lives and implement apply those things to our lives so whatever plan whatever goal that you are setting for yourself there's a lot of information and you need to um, if it's a financial goal you need to gather information on in in, in that area if it's a health goal you need to gather information in that area if it's a leadership goal you need to gather information in that area because in the absence of information you cannot do anything different if you don't know something different from what you knew last year you cannot do something different from what you did last year and so it is important to gather information on what you want to do if the results that you obtained last year you want to improve upon it then go further get more information on what you are planning to do if there are things that you didn't do well last year or things goals that you planned last year you failed gather information on, on on them look at people who have been able to excel and gather information from them now there are so many audio ways of getting information video ways of getting information and there's the internet so let's gather information on what about the plans are whatever the objectives are whatever the goals are for this year if we will be able to pursue those goals then we need information information is so important the bible says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all thy getting get understanding and so you need to get understanding in the area of your calling in the area that you are planning this year in the area that you want to see the change make it a goal that you are going to get that information in that area because the bible says that even if it costs you all that you have you need to get understanding so the first point is you commit your plans to god and then the second point is you gather information in the area that you are setting your goal then you write down the plan Write down the plan. It is so important that you write down the plan. You cannot pursue a plan that you only have in your mind. But as you write down the plan, you'll be more effective in pursuing the plan. If the plan is just in your head, that, oh, I'm going to do this one, two, three, and four, that is not good enough. Someone said, a short pencil is better than a long memory. So even though you have a long memory, it's better for you to have a short pencil and write those ideas down, write those plans down so that you'll be able to pursue those plans. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision and make it plain on tablet, that he may run who reads it. So, you see so many times when God interacts with people, when God is giving instructions to people, he wants them to write. He wants them to write. I, mean, I was listening to a man of God and he said, anytime he's praying, he has the things that he has beside him is his note and his pen. Because he's waiting for those ideas that will come in his mind that whilst he's praying, those ideas that God will give him concerning the ministry, concerning his life, he needs to write those things down. And so anytime he goes into prayer, he has his note and he's pen ready because he has expectation that God is going to give him ideas. God is going to give him instructions. And I think that it's really a good practice to have your note and your pen ready to write. Because each time that God was going to give a revelation 
to any of his people or any of the prophets that he called. He, he will tell them to write. And in and, and, and the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 17, when, when John saw Jesus Christ, the Bible says that, um, 17 to 19, when John say, saw Jesus Christ, the Bible says that, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen. So Jesus specifically instructed Peter to write the vision, the things that he's showing him. He says, write those things that you see. If you, meet, if you read the book of Revelation, you see many times that as the revelation is going on, God specifically mentions that you write this one, write it down. So writing is a very spiritual principle. So as you have your vision and your plan, write the vision and the plan down. As you have your plan, if you'll be able to pursue those plans, write them down. Write those visions down. Like the in the vision, Habakkuk was, was told to write the vision and make it plain up on tablet. When God when Moses encountered God, he told him to write. Write the things that I'm about to tell you. And so as believers, as people of God, as we are planning for 2024. Let's have those plans written down. Let's not the plans stay in your mind. It is good that you have a good memory and can remember all those plans. But it's better for you to write those plans down. If you'll be able to pursue those plans, it is better for you to write it down. For instance, if you are working and you, you go to work, you have so many things to do in a day. One thing that I've found to be very effective is when you list those things that you are going to do in the day. As the day is going, as your, your day is going by, as you're spending time in the office or at your workplace, when you begin to tick off those things that you have achieved during the day, you are actually inspired to do more. You are encouraged to do more. And when you, sometimes when you look at the time and you look at the plan that you have and it looks like, oh, you are very further away from the plan, then you know that, okay, then let me increase my pace or maybe let me change my strategy today so if you don't have those plans written down that you can follow through and see if you are achieving them or maybe you need to revise your strategy then the plans that you have for the year you will not be able to achieve them but once you have the plans written down and maybe first quarter of the year you assess how you have how the first quarter went and the strategy you are using and you see that oh the strategy is working it's working there's nothing that i have to change or the second quarter and realize that the strategy is not working. Then you need to revise the strategy. In, um, in cost accounting, there's what we call the, the, the rolling budget or the flexible budget. You flex the budget according to or the plan according to the changes and the, the results that you are getting. So that you'll be able to achieve your final um, objective. And so once you have the plans written down, you'll be able to flex the plans. Or you able to make changes to the plan so that you achieve the final objective and so to be able to pursue your plans for 2024 the first step i mean the third thing that we are um which should have actually been the first one is that you write those plans down so write the plan and make it plain upon tablet 
if you either you have a tablet or a paper or a book usually it's not enough to write the plans in in any paper at all and then at the end of the day you cannot go back to the paper you cannot find the paper that you wrote the plans on but you write the plan in 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 a book that you can always come back to you know people sometimes will write their plan somewhere in a book and they can't even find the book that they wrote the plans in so you write the plan somewhere that you can find again the bible tells us that god has plans for us in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 he says for i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord they are plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and so you need um you need to you need to um when you commit your plans to god as you are writing your plans down you seek the plan and the will, the plan that God has for you. The Bible tells us that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the, the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love. But God has revealed those things to us through his spirit. And so you must understand that the plans that God has for you, if he keeps those plans away from you, they are not of any benefit to him. But he's eager and desires to reveal those plans to you. And so God has plans for you. God has a plan laid out for you. And so when you are making your plans, it shouldn't just be out of um, out of a dark place or, or, or an uninformed place. But once you set your heart to seek the plan of God, once you set your heart to seek the mind of God, the Bible says that the plans that God has, the things that God has prepared for us, has actually been revealed through, to us through his spirit so as we spend time fellowshipping praying and fellowshipping seeking the plan of god seeking what god has for us this year god is going to reveal those plans because his word has said that those things have been revealed to us through his spirit and the spirit of god that lives inside of us communicates with our spirit and reveals the plans of god the plans that god has for us so first of all you need to understand that god has a plan for you and God wants to reveal those plans for you. So as you make your plans, you want your plans to be in conformity with God's plans. If you'll be able to identify God's plans or if you're able to achieve the plans that God has for you, first of all, you need to even identify them and pursue them before you can achieve them. So if God has plans for you and you don't know those plans, there is no way you can achieve those plans. And if you know the plans that God has for you and you don't pursue those plans, you cannot achieve the plans. You, you wouldn't just say that, oh, God will allow things to happen, just things to happen to you. But you need to know the, those plans that God has for you and pursue those plans. Sometimes in the life of the Israelites, God will tell them, they'll go and they'll go, go uh, and, and find out from God if they'll be able to defeat their enemies. And God will tell them that they, will defeat, they are going to defeat their enemy. For instance, when Joshua was leading them to battle, God told them they were going to defeat their enemy. But I don't see anywhere where God told them the strategy to use. But Joshua devised the strategy and said, okay, this time we are going to ambush our enemies. We are going to come from behind them. That is the strategy we are going to use. We know that God has given us victory. But... We are going to use this strategy to be able to take the victory. So don't just say that, oh, God will make it happen. After God had promised Joshua that he was going to give him victory over their enemies, they still devised a plan. And you see that 
are, they don't use one plan. Every time they change the plan. There are times also where God directly instructs them on what to do. If God has directly instructed you on what to do, thank God. But if God has not directed you, God has given you a word for the year. You have received a prophecy for the year and you are just waiting for things to happen. You need to devise a plan. You need to devise a strategy. So if God has given you a plan for the year, you still need to devise. If God has given you, I'm sorry, God has given you a word or a prophecy for the year, you still need to devise a plan to see to fulfillment of that word that God has given you. The next thing is for you to commit yourself to the plan. It's not only enough to commit the plan to God, but you yourself have to be committed to that plan. If you make if you if you draw a plan and you don't commit to that plan, you cannot achieve that plan. So at the end of the year, you will not see that you have been able to make progress towards that plan because you were not committed to the plan that you made. Change will happen around you. However, the change that happens within you must be initiated by you. You have to initiate those change. And so you commit yourself. If you have um, physical, uh, how do you call them? Um, if it has to do with exercise, then you need to commit yourself. If you, after paying the gym, uh, the gym uh, uh, fees, you need to commit yourself that I'm going to go every evening or I'm going to go every morning or I'm going to go when I have, if I'm going to go three, I'm going to go three times a day. But if you don't commit yourself to that plan, then there's no way that plan is going to come to pass. And so you have a plan, but you need to commit to the plan that I'm going to work the plan because the plan will not work itself. The plans will not come to pass by themselves, but you have to work the plan. You have to make sure that you are putting in effort to ensure that those plans will come to pass. You are putting in some work to ensure that those plans will come to pass. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 to 7, that you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of the of Jesus Christ. No one engage in a warfare, no one engage in a warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please his master and who enlisted him as a soldier. So when people go to the military and they join the army, they are making a commitment to protect the nation. They are making a commitment that when they call on them to defend the nation, they are going to show up. And the Bible says that as people who have been committed to the word of God, this is Paul writing to Timothy, as somebody who has been committed to the word of God, you are a soldier for Jesus Christ. And therefore, you have to endure hardship. You have to endure hardship. Commitment requires effort. Commitment requires that you exert energy. You use some, you, 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 you exert some energy. And you, you, you have to give up certain things to be able to commit to something. And so, as somebody, who, Paul told Timothy that as somebody who has been enlisted as a soldier, you have to endure hardship. And verse 5, And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must first must be first to partake of the crops. So these three people that have been mentioned, they all 
commit themselves, discipline themselves to be able to achieve their goal. The soldier has to be committed, give himself entirely. And that is why, because of their commitment, and that's why they are very disciplined, because they are committed to defend the nation. They are committed to do what they are. They, they have been asked to do. And an athlete who wants to compete for a crown must, must also discipline himself, must be committed. Every day they wake up exercising. Every day they wake up going to the gym every time so that they'll be able to fulfill or they'll be able to compete in the, um, whatever, whatever race or whatever competition that they'll be called on to compete with, to compete in. And so the people who we see in the Olympics they take time they they as their daily activity is filled with exercise commitment to their craft and whatever they are doing and that is why we see the results that they have so anyone who is outstanding in their field has an extraordinary commitment to what they are doing anyone who is outstanding and somebody was telling me about the worth actors of um Kobe, Kobe Bryant, that he had very strong or very um, serious work actors and his training, he did not, um, his training was something that is so important to him and that is why he was able to perform at the level that he performed. And almost everyone that perform at a high level, they definitely have a certain level of commitment that others do not have. All the people who are performing at a high level, there's something they are doing, some level of commitment, some level of devotion to what they are doing that others do not have. Some people will say that some of them only have gifts. But even those who have gifts, they have some level of commitment and some level of devotion to what they are doing. They spend time on what they are doing. And so commit yourself to your plan. If your plan is going, if you be able to pursue your plan, you have to Commit yourself to that plan. Commit yourself to the pursuit of that plan. Commit yourself to seeing that those plans will come to pass. Commit yourself to, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, you are going to commit yourself to the plan until you see the plan come to pass. Paul used three people in this, in this um, passage when he speaks to Timothy. He talks about a soldier. He talks about a farmer. And he talks about an athlete. One of the things this, all these people have in common is commitment to what they are doing. A farmer cannot put the seed in the ground and not show up until three months later and come for harvest. No farmer will do that. No serious farmer will do that. But they commit themselves to what they are doing. After they put the seed in the ground, they go there almost every day or every week to see what is happening, to see the progress and to uh, devise means by which they'll be able to get the harvest at the end of the three months or at the end of the six months. And so all these people are diligent people. The three three different people that I've mentioned are diligent people and people who commit themselves. They have a strong commitment to what they are doing. So if you'll be able to achieve your goals this year, then you need to commit yourself to those goals. If those goals requires that you get up very early in the morning, you have to commit yourself to getting up very early in the morning. If those goals requires that you have to cut off some of the time on TV, 
that you have to cut off some of the time on TV. No one going through any discipline enjoys it. But at the end, you are going to reap the benefit of being disciplined. So um, the last point that we're going to discuss today is be disciplined in the pursuit of your plan. If your plan is going to if your plan is going to come to pass, if the you are going to be able to achieve those things that you have planned for this year, then you have to be disciplined in the pursuit of those plans. Again, the three people we mentioned, one of the other thing that I mentioned that they had was discipline, commitment, and then discipline. In First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-five, the Bible says that now every athlete who goes into training and compete in the games is disciplined and exercise self-control in all things. The Bible says that they do these things for a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. But the Amplified Version um, explains it uh, better, saying that the, ma- the person, the athlete goes into training and, co- and is going to compete in the game is disciplined. When athletes... Athletes need to consider the food they eat, the time they are spending at the gym, the time they are spending training. They are disciplined to that task. In the perf- they, their performance is just going to be a few minutes. They'll just come and run for a few minutes. But they are disciplined for several months before their performance. They discipline themselves. There are things that they know they are not supposed to eat and they don't eat those things. They are... Uh, um, they, they know that when it's time to go to the gym, they have to get up and go to the gym. They, need, they know that they have to check their weight. They don't have to cross a certain weight because they will, not be perform, they will not be able to perform the way they want to perform if they cross that weight. So athletes are very disciplined people. And they just, and they just do all these things. The Bible says they do all these things for a perishable crown. But if you consider that you are going to discipline yourself for your life, for the betterment of your life, then definitely that is, and, and for the betterment of your soul, then you are doing this for a crown that is not perishable. Recently, um, Mike Tyson was had one of those uh, titles that he won. And he, he was saying that when he won them as a young one, they meant everything to him. But now, they mean nothing to him. They are, they are just worthless to him. And this confirms what the Bible says, that they do all these things for a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So those titles that they are doing all these things for, at certain point in their lives, they will be useless. They will be worthless. There will be nothing to them. But yet still, they, they, had, they needed discipline to be able to earn those t- titles. And that is why as believers, as we have our plans for the year, we need discipline we need to be disciplined and nobody enjoys discipline nobody likes discipline but be inspired by the benefits of your goal by the benefits of the end results and commit yourself to be disciplined in what you're doing to ensure that you'll be able to um, achieve your goals for this year and so I'm going to stop here for this week. Um, we have mentioned a couple of things. I'm just going to go over and then if there are questions, 
we can discuss, the, we can take the questions and the comments. So the first thing I mentioned was that commit your plans to God. Don't make plans out of thin air. God has plans for you. Connect yourself to the plans of God. As you are praying about the plans that you have, you want to um, you want to set or the goals that you want to set for yourself this year. As you are praying about it, be ready that God is going to direct you and God is going to lead you because the Word of God is true. The Bible says that if you commit your ways to Him, if you acknowledge Him in all your ways, He will direct your path. The next thing I said was. You or the next thing we discussed was gather information. That area, once you get the plans down, once you commit those plans to God and you have those plans, you gather information about those plans. The next thing I mentioned was it's not in any order, but this is how you, you pursue your goal. Your these are a few things that will help you pursue your goal for this year. Write down those plans, those plans that you have, write them down. Don't just keep them in your mind. It's more effective to write down the plans. The next thing is commit yourself to the plan. It takes commitment. If any, if you're going to do anything that is going to be successful, it will take commitment. So commit yourself to that plan. And then the last one that I mentioned for today is that be disciplined in the pursuit of your plan. As you have your plans, it requires discipline. You have to be disciplined in the pursuit of your plans. So we're going to continue from here next week. If there are any um, contributions or questions, please, you can share them. First and foremost, God bless you. It's blessed, powerful take. Uh, my question is, what's the difference between planning and commitment? Sorry, commitment and discipline. Because I'm talking about that looking at your fifth and sixth points. Um, so from, from the way I look at it, you first of all have to um, be committed to commit yourself to the plans first. And then the discipline will follow. So if you have the plans written down, you commit that you are going to do this. And as you commit, one of the things that you have to do is, is to be disciplined. So um, commitment comes first and then the discipline will follow. So you commit yourself that these are the plans that I have. I'm going to achieve these plans. I'm going to work on these plans. And then discipline is part of the work that you do in achieving those plans. So if you make those plans and you don't commit yourself, you, you are not determined that I want to achieve these plans, then you will not even get to the stage where you have to be disciplined. And so um, commitment comes in. I, I wish I, I I had another word to explain, but commitment comes in when you, you, you're going to devote yourself to that plan that I'm going to do it. And then the discipline follows. I, that's how I, I looked at it. Well, Steve, is is that, um, or is there yes, another it take? Uh -oh. It is clear. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
Yeah, Pastor Jessica said it's like the state of taking your plans seriously. Yeah. So once you take those plans seriously, then you discipline yourself towards um, ensuring that those plans will come to pass. Any, any other contribution? that you uh, not the first sorry the version it's like, duh, I gave you common sense. Aren't you going to use it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it kind of goes against sometimes what um, some may teach in the church. You know, that it's all, all about faith. You know, just got to believe for it. And then uh, we kind of throw common sense out the window. But obviously in the scripture, we really do need understanding when we're planning, when we're thinking about things, when we're trying to execute things. And it's um, not only <clears throat> it's not only a business mindset right mm-hmm. so sometimes a lot of Christians right will think oh but that's for business that's what you know that's not what I'm trying to do I just want to live for Christ and I want to do ministry um, but it's I think it becomes dangerous uh, because we do things haphazardly and then we're everywhere and then people then we wonder why things aren't working or why we are why we fall why, you know mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah but so that's what i was thinking when i said thank you all right thank you all right it's it's eight so i'm just gonna pray and then we'll continue next week father we thank you for the opportunity to gather here we commit our plans to you holy spirit that you will lead us Show us, Lord, as the word has said, that you reveal those things that you are prepared for us through your spirit. We receive them now and we walk in them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.